Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, March 31st, and this is your FT News Briefing. The head of the IMF is calling for more support for vulnerable countries as the global economy recovers from the pandemic. And that really, really big ship has been unstuck from the Suez Canal. But Russia hopes the debacle will highlight the need for alternative shipping routes, including one of their own. Plus, Mexico's President Andres Manuel López Obrador is brushing off criticism over his performance so far. Can his party survive the upcoming midterm elections? For him to be able to portray this, you know, you can trust me even if you don't like what we're doing, it's quite an achievement in a way. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The head of the International Monetary Fund has warned the world that it needs to be ready for an emerging market debt crisis as the global economy recovers from the pandemic. On Tuesday, a week before the spring meetings of the IMF and the World Bank, Kristalina Georgieva said as economies recover and interest rates rise, capital will be drawn away from vulnerable countries, and tightening conditions could trigger significant capital outflows. Georgieva added that there would be more pressure on emerging economies because many rely on hard-hit sectors like tourism, and that'll take more time to recover. Too many people continue to face job losses and rising poverty. Too many countries are falling behind. We must not let our guard down. What we do now will shape the post-crisis world. Georgieva urged IMF member countries to support efforts to help middle and lower income countries, including a plan to issue hundreds of billions of dollars in new special drawing rights, an agreement that's likely to be reached at the IMF spring meeting next week. There's movement again through the Suez Canal, now that a massive container ship is no longer blocking it. But the incident shows how much companies depend on this narrow shipping lane to move goods between Asia and Europe. And Russia is hoping to capitalize on that. It seized this moment to promote a northern sea route to Asia along its Arctic coast. It will not be as big as Suez, probably, but it will be an alternative. And that's what Russia is trying to push right now. Nastasia Astrashevska is the FT's Moscow and Central Asia reporter. She says Moscow has been investing in the route and building icebreakers and hopes that in five to ten years from now, it'll be in use year-round. It's definitely a shorter route compared to the Suez if you consider shipments from Europe. Plus, Russia has really been using the global warming to its advantage. And since the ice cover is not as thick for many months of the year, it's been able to expand uh, the transit period. Whereas a few years ago, cargoes were able to ship eastward only for five or six months of the year. Last year, it was nine to ten months of the year. One motivation for developing the route is the prestige that comes with controlling a major shipping passage. It would also bolster Russia's longstanding territorial claims to the Arctic. Mexico's president was elected three years ago in a landslide victory. Andres Manuel López Obrador, known by his initials AMLO, promised to end corruption, turbocharge Mexico's economy, and reduce massive economic inequality. So far, he's launched an ambitious rail project and a huge oil refinery. 
but critics say he hasn't made much progress on his most ambitious goals. But as the FT's Mexico and Central America correspondent Jude Weber reports, AMLO is managing to stay popular enough. It's kind of a mixed bag, really. Obviously, he can't deliver overnight uh, on all of those things. But for example, he hasn't made as much progress in ending corruption as people had expected. He hasn't made as much tangible progress in ending violence as people had wanted. I mean, it's not dramatically different. So I think it's been a, it's been a little bit of a mixed bag. Now, all that aside, what is Lopez Obrador aiming for in the next part of his term? AMLO's immediate focus is the midterm elections on June the 6th. These are elections for Congress, members of Congress, um, local elections, and also for 15 governorships. And his aim in that is to sort of solidify his control of Congress. At the moment, he he does control Congress, and there have been some suspicions that, you know, he's nearly halfway through his period, and so perhaps some people are, are feeling more disenchanted with him, and they might punish him in midterm elections by, you know, by taking away his control of Congress. What AMLO wants to do is to make sure that he maintains control of Congress and that he gets the two-thirds majority set in stone that will allow him to change the constitution. He doesn't have a two-thirds majority in the Senate, but that's what he's shooting for in um, in the lower house. And, and how, how is that looking? You said that voters might punish him. Could, could that actually happen? It's very interesting. Polls show sort of two very clear things. One is that they like AMLO, And people are prepared to give him the benefit of the doubt, even when they think the government is not delivering or or they don't approve of the government's handling of the economy or security or the the COVID crisis. Somehow AMLO has managed to position himself separate from those things. It's quite interesting because he really is a sort of a one-man band as a president. So for him to be able to portray this, you know, you can trust me even if you don't like what we're doing, it's it's quite an achievement in a way. You can trust me even if you don't like the data that's coming out. That's something he's actually wow. you know, said before. He always says, I have other data. Right. Exactly. And he's very charismatic. And you know, he has these very, very long press conferences every day um, at which he you know, pushes his point of view and, um, and speaks directly to a class of people and people who are in parts of the country that up until now perhaps hadn't you know, had the president visit them very often. They feel that he's speaking to them directly and he's delivering. And the other thing that the polls show is that the opposition parties are really still in a terrible mess. There have been some polls recently for the way people intend to vote in the midterm elections. And AMLO's Morena party is about 20 points ahead of the opposition parties. So it'll be a walkover in the, you know, there's no, there's no real opposition to him at the moment. Jude Weber is the FT's Mexico and Central America correspondent. Thank you, Jude. Thanks. Before we go, some football news. American football, the one with the oblong ball. America's most watched sport wants even more eyeballs. It's shooting for younger and more diverse audiences overseas. The U.S. National Football League has already played games in the U.K. and Mexico, and next season, the league hopes to host games in Canada and Germany. The announcement came yesterday after NFL team owners voted to expand their rotation of international games. The NFL is now scouting overseas sites. Canada and Germany are key choices because they're already the top two international markets for viewership and fantasy sports. 
You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.